Hey, business building warrior, welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio 2024 is off to a very crazy, rapid, fun start around here. We're seeing so many success posts in our Facebook group. Hey, if you're not a member there yet, it's time to jump into our free Facebook group. 74,000 of us from around the world using the strategies from the proven Amazon course to grow beautiful businesses. There's a link at silentgym.com to our free Facebook group. If you're not in there, jump over there and join us. You'd love to see all the activity, some truly incredible things developing. One of them was featured in podcast episode 754. Go back and hear Kang's interview if you haven't yet. That's the guy who has a $3 million fully automated Amazon selling business based on the replin system that we teach in our course. And get this, he's sharing the software with us that he uses to run the system. It's never been seen before, never been used before. He used it only in his business. And now he's releasing it to our community. You can get details at podcast episode 754, or you can go to silentgym.com slash the system to see details on that. We've also got planning underway for our spring event, The Proven Conference. You hear us talk about it all the time around here. It's shaping out to be a truly incredible event. Hundreds of us who listen to this podcast are going to be gathering in Orlando, Florida, May 23rd through 25th of 2024. I almost said next year. It's here. 2024 is here. And we're also hosting a workshop the two days before that event with Brian and Robin Joy, who I'll be bringing on in just a moment for a Coach's Corner episode today. But they are two great coaching directors on our team, and they're doing a tremendous job. So many success stories that you've heard on this podcast have been students who've come through our coaching program. There's a link to that at silentgym.com as well if you're interested in hearing more. But the two days before our event in Orlando, that would be the 21st and 22nd, of May 2024, we're going to host a small workshop ran by Brian and Robin Joy Olson to help you find your first 100 ASINs in two days, diving in deep, covering everything you need to get into Keepa, to learn those skills that we talk about around here, answer all your questions in a small group setting. And you can do that on top of the conference. And you can go to this website to get more details on that provenamazoncourse.com slash 100. That's 100. And you'll hear Brian and Robin Joy talk about that a little bit on today's episode as well to fill you in a little more on what you can expect from that. But you can contact our coaching office for details on any of this. They'll be happy to help you out. There's a link to that again, silentgym.com. So today's episode is what's quickly becoming around here for especially those of us who've been doing replens for a while and we're starting to ramp up. Maybe we're not on the newer end of the spectrum, but we've been doing this. We're starting to pick up some speed. Many, many of us really love these episodes, these Coach's Corner episodes with Brian and Robin Joy because they're sharing very specific lessons from students who are doing the work. Remember, our coaching team has 60 coaches. We've coached thousands of students We've learned a lot about what it takes to succeed building a great business on Amazon and in e-commerce. So those great lessons go into the Coach's Corner episodes. So I think that's enough of an introduction for now. But one last little thing I want to remind you, if you missed it, the first episode of 2024 was an episode that it fell on a holiday, you know, New Year's Day. So some people may not have heard it, but you really need to go back and catch that one if you missed it. It's about the launch of provenazinfluencer.com. I'll stick a link in the show notes to all this stuff as well for you. But that's the opportunity that you have. It costs you nothing. And you can begin uploading videos to Amazon 
of the products you already know and use and love. It doesn't have to be anything that you're selling on Amazon, any product that you like. Just upload a video of you talking about it, demonstrating it to others. Amazon will pay you for doing that. Pretty cool program. A lot of people in our community are starting to make significant money. We've been talking about this for a few months with our leadership team. Many of them are putting money in the bank every week with the Amazon Influencer Program. And we teach you everything we've learned so far. And you can do this program with a community of us who are doing it together. Details are at provenazinfluencer.com or the first episode of 2024. If you back up a little bit, you'll see that one where we talk about the program. Uploading videos to Amazon costs you nothing and you can get paid to do it. Pretty cool concept. But with that, I'm going to cut myself off here. No more Jim Fomercial today. Let's get into the great content with Brian and Robin Joy Olson. Enjoy today's episode. Welcome back to Silent Sales Machine Radio. We are your co-hosts. I'm Brian. And I'm Robin Joy. And this is Coach's Corner. Hi, Brian. What are we going to talk about today? So a few things. First of all, heard this uh, from a client last week. Yeah, coaching client, and we see it often in the community, and hear it we often hear it from clients a right? lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. that there's got to be an easier, be way, an easier way to identify profitable ASINs. Yes. Well, first of all, we're trying to identify test-worthy ASINs. We mm-hmm. really don't know if they're going to be profitable or not until sure. we test them. Right. Yep. Why is it okay. so challenging in the early days? Well. It's tough in the early days because we tend to stick with what we know. Mm-hmm. We, we're comfortable where we are, especially as we get older. And we don't, it's really difficult to learn new things. It's difficult to adjust the way we do things. Are you saying old dog, new tricks, things like that? Something like that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Something like We don't have to be old dogs who can't learn new tricks. But as we become older, it is more difficult to step out because we've learned so much. Those grooves get deeper every year, right? They do. They right? do. And, the, and the groove is the path of where we're comfortable is, right. is what that is. Right. So imagine like brushing your teeth with your opposite hand, whatever that is. Yeah. If you're right-handed, that would feel weird. brush your teeth with your left hand until you're as good with your left hand as you were with your right. It's not going to happen overnight. I've no, no. It. <laughs> yeah. right? it takes you're a long time. Many, many days in a row. Right. What if you were like uh, learning to throw a ball? Mm-hmm. Like we don't remember the time and effort and struggles that went into learning how to throw a ball. That's true. As children, because we just don't remember the good things, right? right. Not the struggles. Right. And um, although I'm sure we all remember struggles too, but, but imagine teaching yourself to throw or having your someone teach you to throw with your opposite hand. And be good and throw straight. <laughs> and for it to be as good yes. as your other hand. Yes. Like it's no small feat to do something that is uncomfortable. Okay. So we've established one of the reasons that it feels like that in the beginning is because it is hard. Mm-hmm. It is something you don't know yet. It is something that we have to practice and practice and practice before we even feel comfortable with it, let alone get good at it. Right? We were talking about playing the piano and how yes. you don't just sit down and play Beethoven's Fifth. Right? No, 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 no. You know, I wanna, I'm going to play the piano and I sit down and I start cranking right. it out. You know, even with sheet music sitting right there in front of me, I don't just sit down and go, okay, here's how we exactly. do it. Where do you start? You're a piano player. Where do you start when you're learning how to play well, the piano? I remember a lot of my stories start with eight years old because <laughs> so for some reason in my family, eight years old was the year, right? That was the year I first got to take piano lessons. My mom played the piano. She played in church. And I just thought that was the most beautiful thing. And I Mm -hmm. wanted to learn to play the piano. Mm -hmm. So 
Mrs. Camberlin, my piano teacher, also my next door neighbor. I went to her house and she would teach me middle C. Where's middle C? That's the first thing I learned in my first lesson. <laughs> Where's middle C? Then she would teach me what, what finger to use to do, go middle C. And then I started learning major chords and accidental and different, you know, I built upon it over the years. But when I was eight, I could, you know, CDE, CDE. That was like a song that I learned. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. You're just playing the most basic, very, most very fundamental, simple. very things, simple. Right. You're not, you're, uh, we were talking about using, playing the major scale. Yes. You're not playing a composition written in no some, I don't even know, <laughs> well, A flat minor or whatever. Right. <laughs> in order to read the music, <laughs> you have to learn a lot more things like, you know, which staff is which, which is a treble step, which is. A, oh, yeah. The, Wait, the, what's a note? Yes. What's the key? Right. Yeah, exactly. So all these little pieces you have to put together, mm-hmm. but you can play the piano without learning all this, all this theory. It's just not very good yet. Right. It's not something people want to sit and listen to like Beethoven's fifth. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting. I, I sometimes feel like in the community, someone will ask a very fundamental question Mm -hmm. and will be answered by someone who's a virtuoso Mm -hmm. and the virtuoso is saying, just do X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. And the new person's like, uh, define X, right? <laughs> um, and so yes. it is helpful. Well, just change it to a minor key. Right, change it to a minor, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. that's not something I, I understand. That. Yes, yeah. exactly. So, I mean, these are, that doesn't make that stuff valuable. Just think about when you get advice, where that advice is coming from. And those of us giving advice mm-hmm. should really remember too. Yes, exactly. <laughs> where that person is. Yes. In the, in the grand scheme of things. And sometimes it's the A plus B answer or CDE, yes. CDE, CDE answer, as opposed to. Sure, sure. But appreciation for everybody who answers those questions oh, yeah, out there. Yeah, nobody's yeah. doing anything wrong. Not that at all. <laughs> no, no. But this is uh, in terms of there's got to be an easier way. It actually does get easier, right? The more times you play CDE, CDE, CDE. Yes. Then you start adding notes onto the front and to the back, and then pretty yes. soon you're playing things that you never would have thought you could oh, play. Oh, I remember. I remember it was a big deal to be able to play with two hands. Mm-hmm. You learn to play with one hand. Oh, right. Then you learn to play with the other hand, and uh-huh. then you learn to put them together. That was a big deal. That's right? the most intimidating part about playing piano for me. Like, I want to learn to play, <laughs> but. Well, you play guitar, but you I, use both hands and guitar and drums, right? I right. Do, yes. I use four limbs with the drums, but some of those. <laughs> That's uh, complicated for me. I, I use a pedal, but it's not that complicated. Yeah. <laughs> so two hands and a, and a pedal, yeah. right? but those hands are doing different things. Mm-hmm. It takes time to get to that point. So one of the points that, that happens there when you're learning to play the piano is in the beginning, you look and you say, that's C and that's a C and that's a C and you play it. Mm-hmm. And that's a D and that's a D and that's a D and you play it. You do that. And then eventually you get to the point that you've played CDE so many times and you've learned to put all these things together. Now, when I sit down at a piano, I look at the music and my my hands work because I've done it for so many, many, many years. Mm-hmm. Right. So the actually, I haven't done it for quite a while, so I probably couldn't just sit down there right now. But so the short answer is yes, there is an easier way. Yeah. And that easier way comes after practice. Many practice. hours of practice, practice. right? Well, practice. Some, of the, some of the things I was thinking about is it does get easier after you've looked at a lot of ASINs, mm-hmm. right? How many ASINs? Oh, 
thousands, 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 thousands and thousands. thousands of ASINs. It will get easier yes. after you've sent in your, a few shipments. Yes. It does get progressively easier as you're building your foundation to a mm-hmm. hundred ASINs, right? It does. It does. And all this comes with all those steps are practice. Mm-hmm. And I mean, not practices and you're not really doing it, but every time you send in a shipment, it's practice. Every time you identify a test worthy ASIN, that's practice. That's right. It's the that's drill. right. The testing is the drill. It's, the mm-hmm. testing itself is, is the drill. Yeah. Right. That's playing the scales mm-hmm. over and over and over. Testing, 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 testing. That's the cycles that you have to get in. So when you're thinking there has to be an easier way. Yeah. You find that easier for you way mm-hmm. by doing it. By doing it, right. By doing it. And because easier is relative. Yes. Right? What's easier for me may not be easier for you conceptually. And that's where you, you were going before with the answers to the questions, right? Yeah. So it's easy for me to play Mary Had a Little Lamb. Mm-hmm. It's not easy on the piano. Right. It's not easy for you to play Mary Had a Little Lamb on the piano. Correct. Correct? Yes. <laughs> right. Even though it's a fairly simple song. And you understand the notes because you can play it on the guitar. Yeah. But this is a skill that has to be learned with the piano. Right. And so there's no way to really get good at it Mm -hmm. until you do it. Right. So, and because easier is relative, doing it uh, yourself, you will find the way that's easier for you. That is correct. You will. Until you have found that way, it doesn't mean we don't believe that you should not do anything. Right. (laughs) If you just don't do anything until that way comes, it's really going to be hard. You're not going to get anything done. Yeah. Right. Right. So at least start with something that we know works Mm -hmm. and you'll develop your own way. And that's why we have so many individual contributors in this community. That's how proven Amazon course, Mm -hmm. the pack, you know, that's why it is what it is today is because everyone has their own way of doing it. It's like a different perspective. It's a different approach. Well, and I, yeah, I like to say that. One of the reasons there is room for all of us here is because we all have just a little different take on it. Mm -hmm. We all come from a different background. We all have a different understanding of certain tools of the trade or Mm -hmm. or certain skills involved. And we end up, and we all have different uh, risk levels, and it ends up being just a little different, even if you follow the same rules, Mm -hmm. even if you get started the same way. It's a little bit different for everybody's business. And that's beautiful. Yeah. Because they all start, we all start with mm-hmm. some things built in. Mm-hmm. We have certain backgrounds that can maybe help us. Mm-hmm. Like you're the Excel guru, you can help <laughs> us with all of our with our entire spreadsheet empire. Right? <laughs> yes, yes. People ask me <laughs> since you brought it up. I'm mm-hmm. going to go off script. Mm-hmm. People ask me sometimes. You know, how did you get so good at Excel? Well, I, I mean, truly, I was a data analyst for a large insurance company for many years in a previous life, in which we used Excel and and other larger databases and stuff. But <laughs> I remember getting that job, becoming an analyst. My boss kind of asked me, "Do you know how to do this in Excel, for instance?" Mm-hmm. And, as a beginner. And I said, sure, I can do that. And I proceeded to go home and figure out how to do that. (laughs) And that's kind of the way that career went. But sometimes you do have to just go find a way to get to the next step. If that's what you want. Someone asked you, how did you, how did you get so good at it? You did it a lot. I did it a lot. You worked in Excel, you know, all day, every Uh day, right? Uh Excel. And I embraced Excel. Right. Whatever, whatever the tool was at the time. Yeah. So embrace it. You found a way to learn a lot about it. Love Mm -hmm. it while you were doing it. Yes. All the good stuff. Yes. Okay. So there is an easier way, but it starts with. The hard way. The hard way. 
(laughs) (laughs) It's just going to be hard in the beginning. Yeah. It is. It was for all of us. It gets easier. But as we said before, it must be hard before it becomes easy. Yes. Right? Okay. That was a quote you had earlier. Yes, it was. It was. Yep. Okay. So you also, when we're you, me, uh, all of us, when we're dealing, and I saw a post in the Facebook group recently about this too. When we're starting to work with someone, uh, a new a new coaching client, we're like, what do you want to get out of this? What is your end goal here? What's the end game? And And I'd say nine times out of 10, one of the goals is to uh, replace my job. Replace my job. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And going so a great goal. Going down the, just a little comparison here, the quarter inch hole versus the quarter inch drill. Right. If, so what, I, what, what I mean, want. what do people want? When people want to, they want a, a quarter, if they've got this piece of artwork that they mm-hmm. want hung on the wall, they need a quarter inch hole. They don't, they're not, they don't need a drill. They don't need a drill. They're most interested in the hole. Right. Right. So when we're talking about replacing the job, it's not the job that they're really trying to replace. It's the the income, the income that the, the job way produces, that they produce an income, and the way that the income is produced. Yes. Right. So you replace so what your we job. Want to replace is the not having very many choices in the way I produce income, which mm-hmm. is having a job. In in a lot of cases, having a job or having much more control over my choices. By replacing the way I make an income. Right. Well, what else does that bring up for us? If you're looking for a new boss or a new job, that's, or even a new career, going to be much easier. Oh, yeah. Probably than starting this business, maybe a new career aside, but new job, new boss, that's going to be much easier to achieve than building a new business. Because of what we said before, you already know how to do that. You already know how to have those skills. Right. You can use that with a different boss. Right. For sure. But looking to replace your income. Mm-hmm. Or the way that you are producing income mm-hmm. is leading me to the next point here, which is if you're going to do that, probably need to reprioritize some things mm-hmm. in your life to make your Amazon business. If your if your goal was to have your job, the Amazon business replace your job mm-hmm. or the income that the job produces, mm-hmm. then the Amazon business needs to be priority one or one A mm-hmm. with your day job. Yeah, obviously, while you still have a day job, it has to have the priority that it's due. Mm -hmm. But if you're trying to replace that or even, yeah, if you're trying to replace that, Mm -hmm. then your Amazon business or the business that you choose, the way you choose to replace that income must have as high a priority or it will never take the place. Exactly. As long as your day job has a higher priority than your Amazon business, you're going to struggle to replace the income Mm -hmm. that you get from your day job. Mm-hmm. is what I was trying to get to. Right. So it reminds me of a coaching client that I was talking to. This was many months ago. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I think it was over the summer and got on got on the Zoom call with him. And he was sicker than a dog. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know where that saying comes from, but he was really <laughs> ill, right? He was like, oh man, I've been, you know, tossing my cookies all day and I got a fever and all this stuff. I'm like, but yet here you are in the coaching mm-hmm. session. Right. Said you have made this as high of a priority. Did you call in sick to your day job? He said, yeah, yeah, I did. But he didn't call in sick to Amazon. He didn't cancel his appointment with, he, with he his coach. He did not cancel his appointment with his coach, right? Mm-hmm. Because he knew that that was the most important thing in terms of income producing. That's beautiful. At the time. Right. 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 So, yeah, that's a good point. So if if you would miss a movie night mm-hmm. or a Super Bowl party or something like that because of your day job, because your day job called for it Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, Yep. then make sure you be willing to do the same 
for at least during that intense focus effort for your own business. Right. There's a period of time. The joy of the joy of what we're talking about and what we do here is if you really do want to replace your job or replace your income with this new income producing lifestyle, mm-hmm. then you have to build it. You have to build it in that in that period of building that we say six months, right? Of intense yeah, focus you can, effort. Yeah, you can build a nice foundation in six in, months. In six months. But what happens after that period of time passes, so long as you've been, it has been that period of intense focus effort, uh-huh. you have been sending in your, you know, meeting your goals in terms of right. your tests and your replens and whatever, or whatever business model you have going on, then you will start to get some of that time back, right? Uh-huh. That's the whole, that's the whole thing is like what we're, you said it in the beginning, we're not replacing the job, we're replacing the income. Yeah. So the way to produce the it. The way to produce the income and the way that uh, this business can produce income for you allows for a certain amount or a large, much more large, a much more amount of flexibility. Yes. Larger amount of flexibility Absolutely. finally came to me <laughs> <laughs> in your life. And so the, some of those things that you may be skipping during the period of intense focus effort, you get back. Yes. Now Super Bowl parties for then, the rest of your life, right? right. Now movie nights whenever you want Super Bowl parties. Yes. Yes. You can host the Super Bowl parties. Right. You can make fun of your friends because they can't make it to the Super Bowl parties because they have a job. <laughs> right. And you're like, oh, it's a school night for you. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, for you. Bad. I'm taking a borrow off. <laughs> yes. My boss told me I couldn't. Boss? Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> right. So, at, but after that intense focus effort, you can scale and outsource and a lot of those skills that you've had to build, mm-hmm. you can teach others to do for you. A lot of that time you've had to put in, you can now lay off to other people to do for you. Right. Once you get to the point where you have scaled your business and you've outsourced it, man, now you get some of that stuff back. Right. right? So, but how do I get that foundation built where I can start doing that? Brian? Well, you have to dig in. I mean, what, what's the, there's some, there's some uh, number out there, like 10,000 hours is what it mm-hmm. takes to, uh, uh, to spend learning, practicing and putting to in, become an expert. to become an expert in something. Mm-hmm. 10,000 hours is about five years worth of work mm-hmm. in a normal job. Mm-hmm. In this business, we're not going to cram 10,000 hours into six months, but we're going to get a lot accomplished in right. six months. And, and if I replaced hours with ASINs and I looked mm. at 10,000 ASINs, oh, you, I'm going to be go. pretty good at this. There you go. I like that. But I got to learn. I got to look at five ASINs first, mm-hmm. right? Right? Mm-hmm. You got to start with one. Yeah. Right. So, so what do we teach people to do? How? What kind of... What kind of process is there out there? What kind of system can you build that foundation? All right. Well, we know what the answer is. Let's use a three-step check. And a four-week test. To build a five-figure business. In six months or less. If if you're you're consistent. consistent. (laughs) So let's talk about this for just a minute here. Yes. This year, two days preceding the Proven Conference, Mm -hmm. we're actually hosting the uh, Replens Accelerator Workshop. Yes, called a path to 100 aces. A path to 100 aces. Mm-hmm. We talked about this during the proven conference last year. Yes, we did. Mm-hmm. We may be and talking about it again this year. Yes, and we d- have done one of these workshops we already. Did. Yep, already. Yes. So this workshop, we're teaching the attendees a system. The yes. system helps them identify and learn how to test test worthy aces mm-hmm. that you could eventually add to your replens list. And the goal is to build that list of 100 replens ASINs or you know, tests that get onto your replens list within six months. Yes. And we have a system 
to help you make a plan do that. We give you that system to complete, but there are some other benefits to going to this workshop. Right? I, I think even way better than the 100 ASINs or, you know, the path yeah. to 100 ASINs that you're going to get out of this. Yeah. Right? Number, what are some of those benefits? Number one, you get to be in a space where you're going to have some real-time problem-solving going on. Yeah. Okay? Real-time. Real-time. We've talked about this, the synchronous versus asynchronous right. um, learning or communication. We were talking about synchronous. It can happen so much faster. Right. So we, we've compared this to when you're in school and you, uh, let's say you're in college and one of the basic courses you have to take is composition, writing composition, mm -hmm. right? So- you get your instructions in class and then you go home and you write this composition as you're writing, you realize, Oh wait, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to be putting this in front of that. How would this work? <laughs> would this be? Hmm. But if I stayed with that teacher throughout the whole time I'm writing my composition and I had, you know, eight hours to spend with that teacher, I could say, okay, should I put this here or there? And she could answer. Mm -hmm. And then I say, put a, Oh, okay. Well, let me work a little bit. All right, here's some more. So that's kind of how a workshop is synchronous as opposed to asynchronous, right? right? So I said the real-time problem solving, also immediate feedback. Yes. So we saw this a lot where someone was like, wait, this is not working the way. I don't see the same thing that you see right. or that you're talking about. And then we're able to go like over the shoulder. Oh, mm -hmm. you know, do this, that, do this. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden it lines up and they're like, oh, well, that was easy. Yes. But it, and it can be that easy often like a, you know, just click this or, mm -hmm. you know, refresh this tab or something like that. But it, you get to solve those problems in real time. Yeah. Another thing that comes from that real time, immediate feedback is that you get to see other people going through the same process. When I'm in a room with several people who are trying to learn the same thing and they ask a question, they say, well, oh, you mean, is it like this? And you go, Oh, I didn't think of it that way. Mm -hmm. And so you get to the benefit of the answers to other people's questions and talking it through. Mm -hmm. Right. Oh, you know, we all feel this way. I know I do. Like, I never want to ask the dumb question, yeah. even though everyone says there are no stupid questions. Right. Right. But sometimes just having someone else start by asking a question lets the floodgates loose and then yes. all the, the questions and will start then coming. People start going, but and wait then, a minute. What about you said this? Mm -hmm. Well, then we can help you fit it all together. Then we're accelerating. Yes. Then we're really That's accelerating. That's the acceleration, right? Yes, that, right? That and, you know, being able to, we, we the, the system teaches how to make quick decisions. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, it also connects you with a community of like-minded entrepreneurs right. who are there with you. Everyone in else classroom. in this room is trying to get to the same, same point place. you are. Yes. So that's very valuable. But- it's not a replacement for coaching. Let's make, make that clear. It is not a replacement for a personal one-on-one -on -one coach. Now, is coaching a replacement for this? No. Let's talk about that a okay. little bit. Okay. So I feel like this workshop, this two-day, 48 hours, time with us over and over and over, hour by hour, and the other people in the room that we just talked about, that is to learn a skill, mm -hmm. to make a plan, to get to a place where you're comfortable moving on with the business, right? What am I going to do in the next six months? How am I going to now take my business and build in this skill that will help me accelerate and move forward? Mm -hmm. Now, you may already be in coaching. We don't want you to wait for coaching, for one-on-one -on -one coaching to get to that point. 
Coaching is going to give you some different things. What does one-on-one coaching give you? One-on-one coaching is going to give you basically bespoke, custom, tailored Mm -hmm. guidance for adapt. And that was going to help you adapt to your unique challenges, whatever your skills are or skill deficiencies, Mm -hmm. whatever your personal challenges are, whatever is going on with your, in your life, right? Mm -hmm. The skill is one thing. Like uh, it's sort of like I could teach a rock climber, you know, where to put, I couldn't, cause I'm not a rock climber, but someone could teach me where <laughs> I'm pick things that you couldn't do anything. where I'm supposed to like put my, my spike in and hook my thing into and whatever. But <laughs> it sounds it, like you really know what I know. I really about. have no idea. My carabiner. I know that much. How about playing golf? How would you teach? Okay. Okay, great. That's good. There's a swing coach, right? Okay. But we're standing at the driving range there. I might have a swing coach behind me mm-hmm. helping me get my, just get my swing, just totally yeah. dialed in. But what a coach does is they're they're with you on the course. Mm-hmm. They're with you in your head in terms of strategically, big picture. Mm-hmm. How should I be approaching this hole? What's the worst case that could happen here? Yeah, right. There are, and what's the best case? When is it? A, when do I have a green light? When uh-huh. should I really be cautious? Right. These, these are the things that a coach is going to work with you on based on your individual circumstances. Yes. Hey, coach, look at this one with me. Mm-hmm. Where did I go wrong here? What? What, what did I do right here? Why is this different than the others? Help me connect the dots. That's what a coach can do for you. So, so you really need both. And because you need both coaching and this workshop, guess what? There's a discount. There is a discount. If you call the coaching office, they're going to give you a significant discount to do both. And the other thing that's offered, if you do both, we do coaching and we do the workshop, mm-hmm. but we're at a point where we just cannot personally coach everyone who comes to us. Right. But if you do uh, go to the workshop and you would like for us to be your coaches, Mm -hmm. we will be your coaches. We will personally be your coaches. We have a team of coaches that we do when coaching clients come to our team, our team works with them, Mm -hmm. but we personally will work with anyone who is committed to going to the workshop or has gone to one of the uh, accelerated uh, path to 100 ASINs workshops. So if you are, and you want us to coach you personally, and you want to sign up for both, then we, Brian and I will work with you personally, not only show you the skill in the workshop of how to make your next plan for your next six months, but coach you personally on your personal needs and Mm -hmm. and your personal goal. We'll be there out on the course with you as well as uh, helping you with your swing. Yes. Okay. So that is our commitment. Seats are limited though. Yes. Okay. This is a very intimate setting. It's workshop, Mm -hmm. right? We're very, we're all working together in this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're rolling um, up our sleeves. Over the course of a couple of days, right? It's not going to be like the six or 700 people that you're going to be hanging out with at at the Proven Conference, which Which follows. also (laughs) just a beautiful, beautiful energy. And you can get so much from that. So Mm -hmm. again, you need both. You need all of the little pieces. These are all tools to put in your butt bucket mm-hmm. to help you build your house, to build your foundation, and then build a house on top of it. That uh, being at the Proven Conference, I've said it before for myself, mm-hmm. was it was a life-changing experience because of what, ha- what I learned when I was there and what happened to my business mm-hmm. while I was there. Yes. And I continue to see posts in the uh, Silent Team Facebook group of people saying the exact same thing. Yes. I went to the Proven Conference last August and... It changed look at, everything. Look at what's going on now, right? It changed everything for me because of a number of reasons. And I heard a couple of speakers say this last year 
that their first proven conference was game changing for them too, life changing, yes. because they realized that there are people who are doing this successfully, very successfully for a living. Right. There is a lot of skill building you can do by going to the to the workshop, but I would venture to say the biggest benefits of going to a the proven conference. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of skill building there that you can do as well, but the biggest benefit of the proven conference is more than skill building. I think it's energy. It's oh the energy is just belief and energy. It builds both. It helps you really see a world where this is real. The world where people do this. Yes. They yes. achieved this. Mm-hmm. They lived this. Yes. They've got the last This has lifestyle. given them the freedom that they were looking for. They they travel. Yes. They inspire. They're outsourced. They're, they're outsourced. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're scaled. Yeah, they're scaled up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so many good reasons. I, I'm so looking forward to the Proven Conference again yes. this year. Me too. Um, yeah. So we hope that you'll plan on spending a little extra time Go two days early. Spend yes. it with, in a workshop with us. So and then go to theprovenconference.com slash 100, 100, and that will get you details on the workshop. Right. I think it's... Um, Did uh, I get it wrong? Provenamazoncourse.com. Oh, provenamazoncourse. Sorry. Yes. Provenamazoncourse slash 100. There we go. Provenamazoncourse.com slash 100. There we go. Thanks for clearing <laughs> that up. a little link in the show notes. I'm quite sure. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's move on to something I saw in print this week from Bruce Lee. You remember Bruce, Bruce Lee? Lee? Bruce Lee, the karate, karate guy. Well, we, we say karate. I don't know. Some martial art. I'm yeah, say martial know. artist. There you go. Yes, martial, martial artist Bruce Lee. Yeah, extraordinaire. Also famous actor and yep. yes. For many, many movies. Mm-hmm. Quote, you will never get any more out of life than you expect. Mm-hmm. I just got to take a quick minute and say, I overheard a coaching uh, conversation that you, a coaching session that you were doing the other day. Mm -hmm. And I heard you say to your client, like, as long, until you treat yourself as good as you would treat your boss, Mm -hmm. it's probably not going to happen for you. Mm -hmm. Right. And to me, I was thinking about what the expectations are. We frequently let ourselves off the hook with low expectations. Mm -hmm. So if you're not getting out of life what you want, consider revising your expectations. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I like it. Treat yourself as your boss mm-hmm. every bit as well as you would treat your boss, yeah. your work boss. Yep. Now, there are going to be challenges. There are yeah. going to be times when uh, things don't go according to plan. There are going to be times when things that you're selling aren't working out the way you thought. Yes, there are. You know what solves that problem? Test more ASINs. Test more ASINs. Every time it works. All right, right, let's go find some more ASINs. Let's go find some more ASINs to test. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you soon. Talk to you soon. Hey, thanks for joining us for today's episode. But before I let you go, one of the favorite spots of the week for a lot of listeners is when I hang out with my good friend, Mr. Jeff Schick. He's a great sponsor of this community. He's assisting many, many clients from our community who are on retainer with his legal and Amazon policy advice and assistance. He's actually a lawyer. He knows how to help you any of those legal challenges. And it only takes a little bit of a retainer fee each month to have him on your team. Mr. Jeff Schick at jeffschick.com. What do you have for us this week? So I have an actually an interesting, uh, it's not really a case per se, but it's it's just an interesting update from Amazon's attorneys. So, you know, as, as a lot of, you know, sellers and clients know, you know, we regularly work with Amazon's attorneys to resolve issues when sellers face them. 
And that's one of the benefits of going to a, you know, a licensed attorney here in the States is that we have the ability to reach out to their legal team and they have to answer us um, with when sellers have problems. And so typically I'm reaching out to Amazon on behalf of clients and there's problems. And of course, those would be attorney client privilege. And I can't tell people what Amazon's attorneys say. Um, but I actually did reach out to them on my own uh, for my own purposes of wanting to get clarification to prevent issues for clients. And so what we did is we sent them a, you know, just a really nice formal letter asking them to please clarify the bundle policy and how it will be interpreted going forward. Um, and I sent that on behalf of the firm and not on behalf of any individual client, which is why I'm able to disclose their, their response. And so after about three weeks, they, you know, the, the, one of their lawyers took it to Amazon senior policy directors. You know, these are VP level people at Amazon that write policy and write the SOPs for how to be enforced. And so she actually took the case to them. She said, please look at these hypotheticals that he's proposed for bundles and let, let us know what's allowed. Because, you know, as I told him, you know, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. So let's prevent this problem before you guys suspend a whole bunch of people. And then we're dealing with the asking for help later. And they appreciated it because given that the lawyer in question has paid $700 an hour, she, you know, Amazon would like to like to have her resolve this in a letter that doesn't result rather than 15 letters going out for sellers. Sure. Well done, so, man. Well, thank you for representing us with excellence. Uh, that's a great idea. And as much of that as you want to do and then report back to us, I can tell you the listeners are all in as am I. Oh, thank you. So here, so I've got, you know, hot off the press, I'll let you know what they had to say. So they did clarify that bundles are going to be something they're going to be looking at very strongly in 2024. They didn't say which quarter, but they said throughout 2024, expect that it's just going to continue to be an issue that they're going to want to know. And so big key takeaways is that when you're creating a bundle, you should, you know, if you're going to make it as a branded bundle using your own brand name, it's got to have your own branded product within the bundle. It cannot be a generic item. You can't have like a paper clip and cl- call it your own. Um, it's got to be a branded item within that bundle. And you then can also bundle it with a, you know, another branded item from like a famous brand, for instance. So let's just make up a hypothetical. The one that I used with them was actually, you know, I called it Jeff's oil change kit. And it was mobile one synthetic mobile oil bundled with, you know, the accessories needed to do your own at-home oil change. And they said in this hypothetical, Mobile One, obviously the Mobile One oil has to be uh, 100% authentic. You have to have valid supply chain. So you have to source it at like AutoZone or, you know, Ford or Chevy or some, you know, some valid source of Authorized retailer or distributor that the brand would say, yes, we authorize them to sell our products. Not Bob's Bin Barn that had a crate of this. (laughs) Right. Exactly. And then for the other item, I, you know, I told them it'd be like, you know, an oil change pan that catches all the oil. So, you know, how, you know, whatever that would, you know, look like, she said, that's fine, but it needs to actually have your brand name on it. Now that could either be engraved on it. It could be a sticker. It could be a tag, but you know, if you, she's like, it has to be legit, but people would buy this at a store and it's branded as Jeff's, you know, oil change kit. And all of this has to be, you know, available on Amazon. She said, you know, you would want to have a listing for, you know, you, the mobile one listing is already taken care of by mobile one. However, your, um, your oil change pan, you know, Jeff's oil change pan that needs to have its own ASIN. And then your bundle would take both of those together and that your oil change pan has to be the most valuable item in that bundle. So if, if a quart of motor oil is, you know, let's say $25, which I think mobile one synthetics like 70, so it's probably much more expensive. But, um, you know, if it's like, you know, 25 bucks for the motor oil, 
then your, you know, your accessory kit that's coming with it needs to be worth at least $26. You know, it's got to be more expensive. And then you can have them together, you know, bundled at a better price if you want to. But at the end of the day, what they don't want is they don't want people going to Vistaprint and buying, you know, 500 pins that have their name on it and saying, oh, look, I'm selling, you know, a bag of chips with a writing pen and claiming that that's now bundled as, you know, Jeff's, you know, grocery bundle or whatnot. So it has to be a legitimate bundle that people would buy the accessory kit on its own. They'd buy the, you know, the motor oil on its own. And then the bundle adds value because you're combining two things people would buy on their own together. So that's the big takeaway for what they're, they're wanting to see going forward because they don't want the potato chips with a potato chip clip that just happens to have your name printed on it. Yeah. And, and you have to have permission to sell the items that are within the bundle. You can't get around brand gating a lack it. of brand gating on a product by throwing it into a bundle, right? That's been the case forever. But exactly. it's interesting. It sounds to me like, you know, because some of the pushback we get, we, of course, we teach bundling in our community and we've heard from dozens of success stories, some incredible success stories of people creating these unique branded bundles, provenbrandedbundles.com is one of the modules in the Proven Amazon course. Right. But one of the things, one of the points of frustration we hear from our students is I'm looking at some bundle examples on Amazon. And there's this guy for the past three years, he's combined a few different kinds of potato chips with a refrigerator magnet and he's killing it. And we're like, well, yeah, don't do that. We know that he's probably sold several hundred thousand dollars of that, but it's going to go away eventually. And it sounds like 2024 might finally be the year when the hammer drops on some of these garbage bundles that right. we've been warning people away from for a while. We've kind of sounded like chicken little, like warning people, but it sounds like it's actually legitimately going to start to, uh, and I, I have seen some of those ASINs vanish over time. It sounds like they're going to really drop the hammer. Um, they did say they are going to be making enforcement actions um, and that they're going to range anywhere from ASIN removal. They may remove people's ability to create ASINs. And for severe offenders, they're going to be terminating selling relationships and not looking for and not offering the chance for reinstatement. So, so it's, some, it's because they don't do that it, very often. <laughs> no. Well, so they're saying that it's, you know, in certainly these egregious cases, there's, you yeah. know, like, especially you think stickers and recipe cards, they're saying it's basically buyer fraud and catalog. Sure. And so they're just, they're not willing to entertain it anymore. And so that's why they're not even, they're saying they're not even sure that they're going to entertain appeals, that they may just be dropping the hammer and saying, have, you know, have fun on Walmart. And basically. and here's a scenario too, that I, that I, you know, this is a seller who was at Amazon Accelerate and I ran this scenario past you and that she was a featured success story employing yep. some special needs adults. And she creates uh, basically gift baskets and has none of her own branded items in the packet. She is using a fairly unique basket, I think of some kind. And I, I, but I don't think it has her brand even on the basket, but it's her branded bundles. And she's got a trademark registered brand. She's right. brand registered with Amazon. Seemingly like, does that fit what we're saying here? Does that fit into the picture? Or, or is this featured success story potentially an at-risk business model? I'm not trying to corner you here, but I'm just kind of thinking it's, through what I just heard you say. Is it time for her to put some high-value items in her baskets? So she's probably protected just because of alternative factors, right? And remember, this goes back to Amazon being a private marketplace where they write the rules, they write the enforcement mechanisms, and they write the exceptions to the rules. And just like they can treat people differently based on I like you or I don't like you yep. because it's a private business, you know, it's, you know, when you get on a, when you get on the, on a bus, you know, a public city bus, 
you know, the bus driver has to treat everyone the same because he's a government co- a government agent. He's working on behalf of the state, you know, or city or whatever owns that that bus system. But if you get in an Uber, the driver can treat you however he wants because it's a private a business. And same thing for like a taxi cab and such. So it's kind of, you know, Amazon, you know, her, what you described probably wouldn't be an example that would fly going forward if you're just an everyday average Joe. If you're a new but guy just getting started. Yeah. But if you're a featured Amazon success story, probably don't have anything to worry about. I mean, yeah, you know, exactly. You've got right. it, which is, is it kind of be- paints a picture of the landscape. I think people want these clean black and white rules. There's gray area that Amazon's trying to eliminate it, as are we, but there's a lot of different possibilities. Like, do I get to determine what the value of my oil pan is? It's a really nice oil pan. I got to tell you, man, it's the most expensive oil pan in the universe. So I can put it in this bundle against $50 items and justify it because it's got my signature, which is very valuable. Like Amazon's like, no, dude, that's not good. But then you get like, you know, a NASCAR racer and now he's signing these things. I'm like, yeah, it's worth a lot of money. Of course it is. Right. Right? So there's a lot of subjectivity, even what you just described, but it does bring a lot of clarity for people. And we're certainly saying, don't create bundles by throwing a magnet in there. You're yeah. gonna and, the hammer. And don't create drop. a don't put a don't put a recipe card, you know, type scenario where or like a booklet of how do you do an oil change. That's not gonna fly. We know that that's the gray area that won't work. Yeah. And even like the gift baskets, I wouldn't, you know, take that and be like, well, she's getting away with it. So now we can do it too. I probably wouldn't start making those. That's types always of- a bad idea on Amazon. Hey, that person's getting away with it. I'm gonna do it too. That yeah. never ends well. <laughs> Yeah, if that's your because, line of thinking, that guy's getting away with it. You're probably already in trouble. The, the, the best advice would be just to put Jeff Schick's team on retainer, set up a call, have a 10, 20 minute phone call strategy session, make sure you're above board, get into our courses. The The way that we're teaching bundling in our community is fully compliant with everything that you said today. We like to stay way ahead of these types of challenges. So we've been doing it for a long time. And it's refreshing to me to hear Amazon kind of catching up with their own policies and doing some enforcement, it's going to open up so much opportunity for those who are doing it the right way. So thanks for clarifying all that for us today, Jeff. I appreciate it. Absolutely. You're most welcome. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. And just as a reminder, Jeff Schick of jeffschick.com, there's a link in the show notes, put his team on retainer for just a few dollars a month. You can have all the legal and policy Amazon assistance that you'll ever need with anything you run into. These guys are doing a great job. I have them on retainer, helps me out frequently with our situations suggest you do the same. We'll have another great episode for you very soon. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.